Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting to my right, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back for episode 55. 55 today. We're getting along there, man. We're getting along. Well, today, anyways, in the studio, we got a special guest, uh, Sarah Addis, with us. Hi, everybody. From, from nonprofit Groovin' for Good, which I'm excited to have her on so she can share with you the amazing event that she has coming up. Um, but before we get to that, that song that we opened up the podcast was with was called uh, Orc by, and I'm going to try not to butcher this name, but... Gestoffelstein, I believe is how you pronounce the group, or I don't know, is it the group or a DJ? I think it is a DJ and, or a DJ group. Over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe and, yeah, Grafop, Gestoffelstein is a pronunciation. Literally never heard of that song until yesterday. E-Man and I were driving to, where were we, on the way to Common or something? Or no, no was it a couple days it was ago? two days ago. A couple days ago, anyway, we are driving somewhere, and E-Man put that on the car, and I'm like, this is like the dopest driving song I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. I didn't like... Uh, the, the track that followed up on it on the album wasn't as good as the first one, but that song is pretty sweet. What was the so. name on the project again, Neil? Uh, Novo, Novo, Novo Sound System. Novo Sonic System. Uh, Sonic System. I keep saying Sound System. Um, right. Yeah, so I mean, I want to check out more of their music, but as far as that song goes, I really like that one. Yeah, but, it was um, fun. Yeah, it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, Sarah, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks. Um... Well, I want to know a little bit about the nonprofit, what you guys have Groovin going for good coming up yep. on Groovin the 18th, and then also how you guys started it. Yeah, so um, Groovin' for Good, we empower community or uh, community organizations through different benefit shows and events, um, and we're very new. Uh, came up with this idea back in April, and we've already got a lot of positive feedback and excitement from the community. We are throwing a benefit event um, in less than two weeks, actually, at the Blind Pig. And all proceeds for this event are going to go to a domestic violence shelter in Wayne called First Step. Um, They're a comprehensive resource agency to survivors of domestic and sexual assault. And um, we thought it was perfect because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. No, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yep. Um, and it really started, you know, I'm a social worker and I also go to a lot of live music, a lot of shows. Um, those are the two worlds that I'm the most ingrained in. And it kind of started after a bad day of work. And, um, I called a couple of my friends and said, Hey, I'm having a rough day. I would like to try to start some kind of grassroots thing where we can get the community involved and help other people, um, different local nonprofit agencies, but also to help out. We have so many talented people in this area. We wanted to provide a platform for our friends too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We go to a lot of festivals, a lot of shows. We see a lot of different grassroots organizations for different political reasons or environmental things. And we, it kind of inspired us to do our own grassroots thing, but more in the nonprofit mm-hmm. sector of helping other people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, long story short, <laughs> uh, it's kind of that's kind of what we do. Um, we really uh, have been learning a lot as we've been going with the process of just 
you know, dealing with different bands, different um, venues, seeing what other people like and want, and then also trying to get feedback from the community and figure out what are the populations or what are the areas that need it the most. Um, as a social worker, you're supposed to start where the, you know, where the people are at kind mm -hmm. of thing. So we're not going to just come into a community trying to help some kind of agency that when that might not need us as much as a different agency, yeah. would, you know? Mm -hmm. So we really want to help those at-risk populations. Um, all of the proceeds from the live events go to the rotating list of pre-selected nonprofits that uh, we choose. And uh, we're kind of thinking about opening up the selection process a little bit more to um, increase community engagement so that way people can come and have a choice of where to donate. So that's all stuff that's coming up in the future. Um, right now, the biggest thing is our benefit show, which I have the fire. Yeah, hold it up so the camera there you can go. see yeah, it. We yeah. got, we've got a stacked lineup. Um, the Funk Factory, they're a funk band from Toledo, Ohio. Um, they've got wonderful, soulful uh, female lead, and they're just, they're a really good time. I'm excited for them to have their debut at the Blind Pig, actually. They've never yeah. um, played there before. And then we've got ZZ Vava. Um, they're a local Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor rock and roll band. They're super unique, super fun. Um, and then Ma Baker, we listed them as a super jam featuring your good mm -hmm. friend Tessa Heldemeyer. She's a yeah, Tessa. A, yeah, she's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, singer. And Ma Baker, they're a local kind of psychedelic jam fusion band. Um, and they are good friends of mine as well. And they really wanted to get involved in the super jam. Jam is kind of open to other artists that are in our close circle of friends who want to come up and, and collaborate a little bit. And it's going to be really, really fun. And then we're ending the night with a late night DJ set. Nice. Um, so that's Tetra Music Project. And she's really cool because she has live instruments uh -huh. when she plays. Okay. So um, lots of variety. We wanted to get a lot of different kinds of bands up there and different artists. And the other really cool thing is we're not just a concert we're not just a show we also will have three art vendors there um nice. yeah and we do artist spotlights on our instagram page so i can give you guys that information um but we've got three art vendors very very talented and then we also have a silent auction nice. um which all proceeds for that are also going to first step and then we also have a live painter and he's an amazing amazing artist and uh the piece that he will finish at the end of the night will also be part of the silent auction. Nice. So. That's awesome. That's cool. I love when they have live paintings at shows. That's so fun to watch. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun to see the progress and and also to see what what the music is inspiring them to to create. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Um, this is our first event, and we're hopeful that we'll have many more in the future. You know, I can't. I think that's just an awesome idea that you guys have because I can't think of a better way to spread love and positive positivity than posting it at a music show. Because you know, you could be Republican, Democrat, Black, White, 
But if you have the same common interest in music, you're really not thinking about those things when you're out there grooving to it. You know, you're yeah. kind of just out there for the commonality of the love for the for the music and everything. And that always kind of brings people together. So definitely. So and that's people, awesome. We're already there spending yeah. money. You know, we, we people buy their tickets when they see a stacked lineup like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they're already going to be there dancing or grooving, they might as well do something good with it. So that's how we came up with our name, too, is... We're grooving for good, for the better good of of everything. And um, so, yeah, we're just, we're really excited. And we're excited about our sponsors who have um, who have really come out and supported us through this too. They'll also have tables um, and we'll have some speakers too at the event. Yeah, and it's cool. She was telling me before the podcast started that each one of the groups will have um, a female involved in it, whether it's singing or the DJ or anything. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Being that it's yeah. uh, cool. you know, an event um to highlight domestic violence mm-hmm. and bring awareness to it. So I think that's a, that was a really smart idea on your guys' part. Yeah, um, definitely. And it's going to be awesome being at the Blind Pig, man. I mean, it's, it's so fun. Like when It's an iconic venue. When that place, yeah, it really yeah. is. It's iconic. And when that place is packed full of your friends, man, it's just like something about how small it is and how like compact it is, you know? It's just, I don't know. It always turns into a great yeah, time. Yeah, it's like a dance party with all your friends. Yep, it really is. It really is. I remember seeing, um, what show was that Bryce? for? It was like it was a Halloween show where it was like at Casual and a couple other of the guys and they had that place sold out and it was like unreal. Like, cause I, I mean, I was going to at Casual shows and Nick shows when there was like one person in the crowd. So to watch <laughs> him play for a sold out crowd was like, whoa, this is a yeah, whole different ball right? game. This is awesome. This is so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a really cool. Um, you said that's October 18th? Yep. October 18th. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. It's Grooving for Good. Uh, we spell Groovin with an apostrophe at the end, so no G. Um, and the event is called Groovin for Good uh, Presents Break the Cycle, a benefit to end domestic violence, um, supporting First Step. Yeah. So, um, yeah, October 18th, the doors open at 8. Uh, first band goes on about 8.30, 8.40. But we really want people to try to get there early so you guys can check out all the cool art and, yeah. and maybe see if you want to bid because the silent auction is more than just art. We have services too that are being donated. So um, there's like a kayak uh, business that's offering a tour. Um, you know, Ann Arbor Distilling Company is offering a tour for the distillery. We have uh, massage therapists and hair, you know, hairstylists. So there's a lot of really, really cool things mm-hmm. that are going to be there. And it's just so much variety for people. Yeah. So we're excited. And it definitely is something that needs to be highlighted and made more aware of too, because I think we kind of push it under the rug, but I, I feel like most women have probably experienced abuse in one way or another mm-hmm. in some form, whether it be a physical or sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think I, I would be hard pressed to find a woman over the age of 25 to tell you that she's never had any issues or rundowns with any men in her life. So it is definitely something that can be talked about more. And I think it starts, obvi- I think with us too, I think dads need to talk to their sons more mm-hmm. um, at younger ages too, because I think a lot of them are just afraid to have that conversation, you know, because it's awkward or uncomfortable, but you got to teach your uh, your boys what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, definitely. But yeah, that's, that's going to be a really cool event. And um, I know E-Man probably feels the same as I do. If you guys need any help in the future, as far as booking other acts, live painters, you know, different musicians, you need help hosting the events. Him and I take great pride in helping out uh, Do you know how many and local events artists. I book? <laughs> 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 you know how many? Yeah, we'd love that. You know we, 
We'll take any help that we Ask can get. Ask the Ma Baker boys. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, we love the Ma Baker boys. Um, we got, And you actually just reminded me to kind of talk about our sponsors that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this really cool um, p- agency. They're called the Intentional Living Collective, and they have helped us so much. Um, and they're a collaborative organization that offers a wide array of programming, including their life transition zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that provides resources for coping um, with life's major changes and challenges. So that also includes like survivor supports, um, like survivor specific okay, uh, really cool. sort of okay. things, resources and support. And the thing is, is like people are all dealt a different hand of cards, you know, like, yep, we right. all Absolutely. have different life experiences and we all come from different um, backgrounds, but it, we still all have the same emotions and feelings and we all still need help sometimes. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you look like. It's it's okay to not be okay sometimes and to reach out. So we really like that the international, the Intentional Living Collective has been partnered with us. Um, and then we also have Frogtown Glass Roots, which they're um, from Toledo, Ohio. The reason we, um, I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. why we have the Northwest Ohio scene kind of like involved with us and um frogtown glassroots they are northwest ohio based they are um an arts and entertainment event planning company you know they've thrown music festivals in ohio um and they also uh encourage you know civic engagement and community awareness Mm -hmm. so it's really cool it's really great that we've got some sponsors already and then of course we know that first step is um they're they're wonderful to work with they offer a lot of services for for women and children who mm-hmm. need cool. it and okay. you know there are men who do experience sexual assault and domestic violence mm-hmm. so we're, we don't want the guys to think that we're kind like, of rushing like over them getting alienated and stuff yeah. like that no i mean there's no there's no what do you call it uh I'm drawing a blank here. What I was gonna say, there's, <laughs> there's no. I mean, it's not limited to just women. That's right. what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, like definitely. I mean, like, well, I have to say, but like, it was uh, Terry Crews that came out and said that yeah. he was actually yep. assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also with the the current Me Too movement, um, now is the best time you know more than ever people mm-hmm. are speaking out standing up and also with the whole bystander effect too people are are starting to say hey that's not cool to do that you yeah, know right. if you see um a lot of times people they they try not to pay attention to the things that are uncomfortable in mm-hmm. our society you know it's not like these sexual assaults and violence haven't been happening for many many years yeah. it's just now things are coming to light and people are standing up and saying this is not okay well i think it's also a good thing too i think it's most beneficial for the guys to be hearing about this me too movement thing that's going on right now because i think what it's doing is it's forcing a lot of men to take an inward look at themselves mm-hmm. and realizing because i think i could probably speak for a lot of guys that I'm not saying all guys have like raped or done anything vicious, but I think every guy could probably say, oh man, that time I probably didn't treat that person or that girl the way she was supposed to be, or Mm -hmm. I would probably push her a little too far here or, you know, like, cause you don't really think about the fact that you're pressuring her and you're scarier to her than she is to you because you have this physical dominance over Mm -hmm. her. So yeah, I mean, it definitely forces you to look and you're like, man, I mean, most of the times, hopefully it happened. Those moments happen for 
men when they're younger and it doesn't repeat patterns as you get older and you get older and you learn and you grow. But man, I remember I can think about times where I'm just like, man, that was inappropriate. The things I said to that person in high school, you know, like, right. you know, it's crazy. It's just a crazy thing to, it's a crazy time that we're in right now, but it's, uh, it's definitely from all the negativity, there's definitely positive things that come from it, I think. Yeah. And I think that even just hearing you reflect back on things that you might've said in high school or whatever, that's what, for me personally, when I talk to men who are about the Me Too movement, they're like, well, not all guys, not all men, or mm -hmm. I've never done that. It's like, okay, well, just try to take a minute to look inside and see, like, did you pressure your girlfriend at the time? Right. Like, she was tired. She really didn't want to. Or um, thinking about maybe some manipulative kind of patterns. Mm -hmm. and, and also for women, too, to realize, like, they're... I, I, I don't know. I just know that like consent should be enthusiastic. And if you have to kind of push somebody to do it, then it's kind of, it, uh, it's not really consent. No, no, definitely <laughs> so, not. Um, but, you know, we're, we're happy to uh, be supporting such an amazing community um, resource such as First Step. They also have, if you go to their Instagram or their Facebook, um, you'll see that they have like these wish lists too, you know, for like different kinds of clothing, like children clothing, stuff like that. Because um, sometimes it's hard to find places that will take children too with the with the mother um or you know that's not like a homeless shelter mm -hmm. um so if they have children with them they have needs as well um so yeah we we're happy to have that this inaugural event have proceeds go to first step it's also around the time that um the the walk out of darkness march happens mm -hmm. i don't know the details on that but um you know the the march yeah. with, with women who have been like abused and stuff so um so yeah we're we're just we're really excited and we like to have strong women too yeah um on our lineup there's not a ton of female representation in in the music scene uh -huh. um it's getting bigger and better but we that's why we really wanted a like i know it might sound kind of uh mature like oh i want a girl at least no, one girl I, in each band right. i'm with you I, yeah I, I, yeah we, we get represented enough us guys in music yeah, <laughs> yeah we need space for women so um it's going to be really fun. There's going to be a lot of collaboration between all of the the artists and stuff too. Um, and it just feels really good that everybody's coming together yeah. for something so cool like this. And we we have just had an outpour of support and um, people saying, hey, at your next event, we want to be, you know, mm -hmm. so we're just, we're overwhelmed with joy and, and just gratitude. Yeah. That, and I'm super grateful that to be on here talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. No, yeah, there definitely needs to be a, a bigger highlight on powerful women in music, and you're starting to see it a little bit, but it's like, but it just goes to show how important, at least I think artists like Lizzo are, you know, mm -hmm. that are they're giving these girls a platform and making them feel good about themselves, right. you know? And then, and like, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes, like, she's such a powerhouse vocalist mm -hmm. and a powerhouse guitar player, and, like, just the stuff that she does is, like, super inspiring to me, so... I like that you guys have uh, an all-girl lineup on this event. It makes sense for what the cause is about, and it makes sense yeah. to try to get more females some spotlight. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah, you. yeah. I'm with you on that. And then also, I think you're. I think the nonprofit is going to take off too, because just look how quickly music spreads 
things. Like, for example, you and I hadn't known each other until what a few weeks ago. Yeah, we, you were working at. A, I was a, a merch, merch girl for my baker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and her and I have a mutual friend, my old roommate JD. And I was with JD, met her, and she started telling me about the nonprofit. I told her I had a podcast, and now look at we're now collaborating we're on this right now. Yeah. So I think it'll take off for you guys because that's the best part about shows. I mean, aside from obviously the music, the people watching, the talking to people you don't know, mm-hmm. hearing their stories, like it's such a great way to connect. Such yes. a great way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, what the future holds for you guys as nonprofit. Yeah, and and it's pretty cheap too. It's only ten dollars to get yeah. in, and that's. Uh, to me personally, I think just one of the bands on the lineup is worth ten dollars. So you get four of these artists, and then all Drink of the other one cool less stuff. beer that night, and you're covered. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, well, so yeah, we're happy for it. Well, anyways, on our show, I know you told me before that we don't that you don't really drink, but we try a different Michigan brewed beer on mm-hmm. every show. Um, we can just split one, and yeah, we're just gonna split one because I'm like I'm tired as hell, so I'm only (laughs) having sips. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So each episode we do a different Michigan brewed beer. This is our 55th episode with uh 55 different beers so far. So that's pretty, that's pretty impressive coming out of the state of Michigan. But uh, E-Man, what you got for us today? All right, so I'm going to let you actually pick this beer, but I'll talk a little bit about the company just because they're both from the same company. Okay. All right, so we had them on a couple weeks ago, and just they're actually new to the market. We, uh, for, you know, my job, I actually am a beer sales rep by trade, so we get different samples and stuff like that from different beers or different breweries. Uh, out of, coming out of Petrosky, uh, Michigan, we had a couple weeks ago, the Beards Brewing. Uh, we've got a couple different samples here. We're only going to pick one and try one on this show. I think we had the D's Nuts and then uh, yeah, what, yeah. what was the other one? Uh, something about a beard or something. Or no, the beard is the name of it. Oh, what the hell? Brown something. Brown. You know, Neil, this is why we have Untapped. So you can yeah, follow us on Untapped, right. Beats <laughs> underscore and underscore Brews. Uh, we had a couple beers on there earlier. Uh, like I said, a couple weeks ago. I'm going to actually let Sarah pick our beer today. So our okay. choices are either Beers Brewing Luna. So the description's Chris Refreshing or Citrus. So this is supposed to be a take, I guess, on maybe like a Blue Moon or like oh, a Dirty yeah. Blonde type. Okay. And then we have the Almadillo. Almadillo. Okay. <laughs> so bright, oh, yeah. clean, tropical. So I'm kind of picturing like kind of like a... Like a tropical, it's an IPA, like say like a, like like the fruity piney notes to yeah. it, picturing something like that. This just kind of all you know off the three words it has on the can, so <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay, well I so this says that it's a saison style. Um, I think that this one sounds good. This uh, owl modillo. Also, it's kind of like a weird name. Armadillo. It's an armadillo (laughs) armadillo owl hybrid. Um, It's a crazy hybrid. Yeah. But yeah, this looks like it might be good. It says, you said that it was like more of like a tropical kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's got like, it says it's got like a tropical, like maybe like, I'm expecting like kind of like citrusy notes, something kind of fruity, very piney taste to it. I'm I mean, leaning towards like that. IPA. Yeah, because I want I'm I with fall now starting. I'm I'm trying to stay in the summer set of mind. Fair I'm enough. with you. Uh, I'm yeah. with you. Email was trying to rush us into October by getting us October. We're not rushing October. In, 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 it's in October fest August. season. No, it was in the end it's of October. Fe- October fest season. 
It's into <laughs> August. Like the official Oktoberfest was what, two weeks ago in Germany? Oh. Yeah. oh. I have no idea. Yeah, I keep tabs on this shit, guys, because I, I do beer. Yeah. It's confusing. It's Speaking not of that, actually, I did just hear uh, David Chuck. They said there was like an insane amount of DUIs on scooters given out during uh, fucking Oktoberfest. Course. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. In Germany, though. That's funny. Of course Bird it was. Scooters. Dude, speaking of, oh, I'll try this beer. I actually got it. Speaking of like uh, transportation, I got something to talk about, okay. but let's let's uh, taste these beers yeah. first. So, while we so pour coming these- from Beard's uh, Brewery, we have the Almadillo we're going to try here. And while we pour these bad boys up, we always like to play a song while we're sipping and giving a taste. And there was a lyric from this song that popped into my head because of the guest that we have on today. And so I decided I'm just going to play that. I'll see if you guys can pick out the lyric. I think it's towards the beginning of the song. But um, this song is called Contradictions Maze by an artist that I love. I've played him on the podcast a couple times. His name is Odyssey. Um, This was off his album from 2015 called The Good Fight. And um, I don't know. He's just one of my favorite lyricists. So here is Contradictions Maze for you. Cheers. Folks want to pick my brain. I saw the big picture and I pick my frame. 
intentions Probably just surrounded by the egocentric And that rubbed off, so I say things that go along with the green Like, yeah, I meant it That's a little bit of contra- uh, Contradictions Maze by Odyssey. Um, again, that was off his album from 2015, The Good Fight. Um, before we talk about the beers, I just, just got to talk about how much I love Odyssey. Odyssey's lyrics just... I'd need more artists like that in my life. He makes me actually like think and stop and rewind songs and be like, what did he say there? I want to catch that one again. I got to hear that line again. I listened, There was one track that I was listening to today that I must have rewound the same verse six times in a row. But... Um, yeah, anyway, so that's Odyssey. I can't wait till he puts out some new music. He uh, had a kid recently, so it might be a little bit, but we'll see. But anyways, what do you guys think about the... Well, E-Man, what do you think about the beer? So I understand why it's called Armadillo now, because it's actually made with Armorello hops. Oh! So that's... <laughs> I actually understand that now, that I actually had... I tasted it, I'm like, okay, then I read the description on Untapped, and I'm like, okay, now I get it. So if you guys from me, Armorello hops are very, very fruity, like... Very and pungent hops, so yeah, it has that the high citrus taste, and it has like kind of like a piney finish to it. Uh, it's very, very good. Like, it's actually a very good beer overall. But I, I would say it. very like citrus, like high citrus taste to it. Uh, mid uh, mid uh, bitterness. It's only I think coming at like forty five IBU, so it's not as high as I thought it would be. But it still kind of has like a nice kick to it in the bitterness mm-hmm. category. Uh, another thing I would say as well is, to me. I don't think it's refreshing. To me, it tastes refreshing. <laughs> I don't think it's like refresh, like not like it's it's not crisp. No, I mean I, I'll it's, tell you what I mean by saying ju- refreshing. it's got like a creamier mouthful. I don't think it's like no. I think it's way. refreshing as compared to I was gonna say compared to what we had la- or the last time we had beers because I didn't like the thick dark. I don't really like dessert beers that much. It just sits heavy in your stomach, and this is like lighter. And airier. Tell you and what, when it starts snowing, them shit's gonna come in handy. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like those kind of beers. I'm just not that into that anymore. Um, With this guy, uh, this is delicious. Yeah. I like this way better than the last one. Yeah, this had. is this is actually the best one I've had from beer uh, from beer so far. So yeah, let me give us another try because definitely good job, guys. You guys have heard oh. me talk about how Bell's Two Hearted is my favorite, and this is an IPA too. And uh, coming in at seven point six ABV, by the way. So it's about the same as it's about the same as two hard two hard is like what seven percent I think yeah, yeah I would definitely drink this one again this is really good I really like this one um it actually kind of has a similar taste to two hard it's a little bit fruitier tasting yeah it's definitely hard, fruitier and that's that's the Amarillo hops because I think is that what that is? I think uh, two hard just has mosaic if I'm not mistaken which just has a fusion of the both so that's where like that piney comes into play it's so crazy how many different beers there is. Right. That's just hops, bro. Just wait till oh, the yeah. legal weed market starts. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> we'll have to do. Uh, maybe we'll have to turn it into Beats Buds and Brews or, or Beats Buds Brews and Points of View, <laughs> and try a different Michigan brewed, different Michigan bud. strand, yeah. <laughs> Michigan grown strain. But no, overall, I really like this beer a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, I did too. Um, I would ask you what you think about it, but high you don't drink. But very, this one out, just one, one more little yeah, thing. Like very it. high head to it. And very like creamy, like car, like uh, consistency. I would say almost, yeah. almost not necessarily like a stout, like creamy, but mm-hmm. for an IPA, it's very flipping creamy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But anyways, moving along, there was a couple of birthday shout outs that I wanted to get to today, and then also a uh, an RIP to get to today. Um, birthdays. Well, actually, as, in the spirit of what we do in this podcast, to start with the bad news. We got, we got case. some, we got some case. RIPs. So, um, the. The main one, the only one that I knew about, I don't know if you have another one that you know about, but the main one that I knew about is legendary drummer from Cream, Ginger Baker, mm-hmm. passed away. 
um, a couple days ago at the age of 80. I think he'd been dealing with health problems for a while, um, but he's regarded as like one of the best drummers of all time. Um, a lot of people credit him for being the reason they started playing drums. Um, he was very unique. He had his own style. He wasn't just your run-of-the-mill uh, rock and roll drummer. He was uh, definitely creative. I mean, you could hear his sound in Cream Records and in anything he was playing. So rest in peace to Ginger Baker. And he's actually part of my uh, This Day in Music today as well. So RIP to Ginger Baker. Was there one that you knew about? That we literally just talked about this yesterday. Litter Skinner bassist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's su- uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the original bass player from uh, Litter Skinner. Uh, Larry uh, Johnstorm passed away. Which it took me. So we talked about this for like a half an hour yesterday. It took me forever <laughs> to figure it out because I'm like, I used for this sounds weird because we talk about hip hop so often. I was like a diehard Skinner fan for a minute in high school. Um, not so much like their popular shit. I wasn't big into like Sweet Home Alabama, but they got a lot of awesome blue shit. Just for the record, but, we do talk about hip hop a lot, but there was a good month this year. I talked about Slipknot, oh, we've, Puddle we've, of Mud, we're definitely Korn, expanding our because all, all they I, dropped in different that. albums. No, yeah, I'm with you on <laughs> that. Right. They all dropped albums this year. Yeah, Tool, yeah, no, I'm with Tool. You on that. Yeah. It, that was a whole episode, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Speaking um, of which, they're coming to town in a few weeks, by the way. Yeah, I know. I need to get to that. A hundred, what is this? Oh, it's I ridiculous. thought it was sold out already. I could be wrong. You can. It, it probably is. It, it might sure. be. It's like 180 bucks or some shit like that. Something stupid. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, but we were talking about, um, his name was um, Larry Judge or Junstrom. Um, the reason I didn't know about him, because I was a huge Skinner fan in high school. I'm like, why does that name not sound familiar? He was only in Skinner in the very early years before they even got like popping. And then he quit and started playing with 38 Special. And then he played from 38 Special to like, I think from like 1970 to like 2014 or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, he passed away. So RIP to him, RIP to Ginger Baker. And then there is also... There was another big death too that actually happened like, I think last week. Uh, damn, I, f- I forgot her name. I got to look it up. You Keep going with your thing. Okay. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> I'll get to the birthdays while he's thinking of more deaths, which is terrible. But I mean, uh, today's yeah. birthdays, so though. You got Johnny Ramone's birthday was today. Uh, I guess you could say RIP. That's another RIP. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also Teddy Riley, who is a big R&B producer, singer. He was one of the singers in Blackstreet. His birthday is today. And then Bruno Mars's birthday is today. Is it really? Second birthday to Bruno Mars. And then our... Carat. In-house engineer, friend, and helper of this podcast, Toby. (laughs) His birthday is also today. So happy birthday, Toby. Even though you're not here in the studio right now, we love you, and we appreciate all that you do for our show. Oh, yeah. Rip Torn. That's who I forgot. Rip Torn. That's right. No, Rip Taylor. Not Rip Torn. Rip Taylor. You're getting your you're getting your rips. Rip torn. That's his name, dude. Oh. Rip Taylor is the guy that died, not Rip Torn. Oh, Rip Taylor. <laughs> Rip Taylor. Well, Rip Torn is also dead for the record, this, and it was happening this year. Rip Taylor yeah. is. Been, um, Rip Taylor's been a comedian for years and years and years. If you, uh, for those of you guys who probably wouldn't rem- close remember, close out the jackass all, yeah, movies. For, for those of you who wouldn't remember his older stuff, yeah, he does all the, like, the confetti bombs and stuff at the end of the jackass movies. The Yahoo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so rest in peace to all those guys. And Grumpy Cat died. Grumpy, Grumpy Cat died. You know yeah. Grumpy Cat died. This year? What? Yeah. Grumpy Cat died Dude. like maybe less than a month ago. Oh man, yeah. maybe about a month. That Grumpy Cat was one Grumpy Cat. <laughs> R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. You don't have to be grumpy anymore. Um, <laughs> but anyways, let's move it along to our something old, something new segment for this week. Um, like I was kind of briefly telling you, Sarah, we every week we talk about an album or albums that are older to us that we've been vibing out on. 
and then also something that's came out that's brand new that we're listening to or it could just be brand new to you it might mm-hmm. not be it didn't come out this year but you're like i've never heard of this before so um i guess i can get it kicked off for you guys um so for my something old, i've been on a soul music kick lately um i did smoky robinson's nice was last week and then this week i went with donny hathaway everything is everything which is his debut uh album that came out in 1970 and um i just Donny Hathaway's voice to me, man, is just so nuts. He's just like, he's got such a beautiful voice. And that album in specific, man, it's so crazy to go back and listen to it because it's really politically charged. Um, he's talking about a lot of social, political things. And then when you're listening to an album that came out in 1970 that still sounds like it could be written about what's going on today, that's kind of frightening. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll read the little synopsis they had for written up for Donny Hathaway's Everything is Everything. It says here on his... 1970 debut album, the late singer-songwriter dazzles us with his versatility. Hathaway proves himself to be an expert pianist who can improvise exuberantly on soul jazz hit The Ghetto and just as easily lead a gospel chorus on the joyful, inspirational title track. The album's nine cuts more from blues to boogie-woogie to pop balladry. There's some... Then there's Donnie's voice, and by the way he communicates unspeakable sadness and undimmed optimism, particularly on I Believe or I Believe to My Soul. That song is amazing, by the way. Um, and a few long players have so few longer players have so exquisitely expressed both the struggles and joys of the era they came from. Um, yeah, so shout out Donnie Hathaway is so good, man. <laughs> He's just so good. Every Christmas I get it, so that's like the one only Christmas song I like is uh um shit what's the name of it now mariah carey uh, no 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 no. The, well i guess <laughs> there's the one with stevie as well too what the hell is the name of it um donny hathaway well the one for christmas it's, is the it's honestly like one of his most famous songs and it's like it's just called this christmas this christmas oh hang oh, on man. the mistletoe i'm gonna, gonna get, get to know <laughs> you better this christmas. i'm about to listen down the way <laughs> <laughs> that song's so good um but anyways that was my something old this week what do you got for us you Amy? know i had i didn't have a something old until yesterday yeah actually and it kind of went back to uh 2005 on this one. Oh shit so not too far my back, graduating far year back. Uh, my interest in the high school year, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I decided to go with Common's B album. Dude, I almost went with Common today, yeah, too. Yeah, I had to go with Common after that concert yeah. last night. And it made me realize how much I love the storytelling on Testify. Oh, so good. So much. That was, like, honestly, like, hands down, one of my top five, like, storytelling songs of all time. Yeah. Like, I love that. It's just so detailed, and you could just kind of see everything. I remember, I think Taraji P. Henson was the woman in the video, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was so good, dude. Like, and this, I love is, this album. Is like, B the album that has that track with John Legend and Kanye on it, or is that a different one? I can't remember. The, uh, I can't remember yeah, every time good. I go, yeah, they say. Go, oh, that's they say a yeah. great song, dude. Oh, they say it was happening. They oh, Kanye's <laughs> verse on that song, dude. I was listening. Kanye, I actually listened man. to that today, and I was like, "Damn, Kanye's lyrical content has gone so far downhill. It's insane." If you listen, I, he got a lot more experimental. Kanye West is still one of my top five all time, and I will never, and I will deny, I will never say anything different to anybody else. I fucking love Kanye West. <laughs> I will just will not defend him politically ever again. Well, right, also, <laughs> but then also while he's talking about um, Common B as his pick, E-Man and I, uh, shout out Joe Commission and Uncle P from DetroitRap.com. <laughs> they hooked us up with a couple of free tickets to go see Common last night at the Fillmore. 
And that was an insane experience. So we just saw him like a month ago do that free pop-up show for uh, Jazz Fest at Deluxe Flux. I didn't. Oh, I, well, I got way, I got way flat out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I got way too drunk that night and then had to go. But... I got a second chance to go see Common, so it worked out. Dude, you, you saw the better of the two shows anyways, because the Deluxe Flux one obviously was a pop-up. It was small. It was just Kareem Riggins on drums and a DJ. This, he had a full band. I mean, he had a bass player, keys, uh, drummer. Um, oh, man, that drummer DJ. was amazing. The drummer was insane. The keyboard Holy player hell. played Overjoyed by Stevie Wonder, and I almost fucking cried. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, yeah, that show was brilliant. Common did a lot of cool, like, I mean, he does like freestyles on stage. He brought out T three from Slum Village. They wrote a bunch dope. of Slum Village songs together. It was awesome. But hold on, I had to, I had to pull that up real quick since since I have this plugged in. There is. I just want to fast forward to Kanye's verse on "They Say" <laughs> on this track because it's so good. It's just worth listening to. And then you're like, oh yeah, Kanye did. We say that Kanye back bro <laughs> I like I like boom bap Kanye over some like conscious type shit I love Kanye West, <laughs> no matter what I was just li- dude I was just listening of uh because my my overall favorite Kanye album was still my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to yeah, this day too. he has not touched that album well and- no I, I it's, it's very different than everything else that he did up into that point. that was like when he was going experimental but it was like in a excellent direction not to like yeah. okay what the fuck is this direction i but for I'm a minute rocking. i thought that that was my favorite too but since i've spent a lot of time with the older kanye albums like in the last i don't know a couple years i think that graduation is still my favorite over dark twisted fantasy but just by a little bit i just like that era of kanye better that those beats you know however you know my second is it hmm. awaits really yeah that's bold pick. 808 is a very bold pick. I definitely was, go college graduation. I mean, I college dropout. Third, close, close, close second, but still third. Yeah. No, dude. 808s, because it was the first one he didn't swear. It was the first album he didn't say one swear word on, first of all. He didn't curse on, uh, on that whole album? On 808s? No. Uh, that was like when he first started getting, like, like him and Kid Cudi first started teaming up, like, yeah. a lot. So Kid Cudi influenced that album quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And for then sure, he got yeah. into, like, that emotional thing where it was kind of like. 
Low key, I think that album kind of inspired Drake's whole fucking sound because <laughs> it really, it really like touched on like that emotional side of things. Like well, when everybody started doing that. Not even necessarily the auto tune, but just like the lyrical content of the song. Because remember that was when the whole Amber Rose thing came out, and then he lost his mom and yeah. stuff like that. I like, I, that it. was one of my favorite. Oh, I love that. Album. I remember even yeah. seeing an interview with Lil Wayne one time where he said the first time he heard uh, what was the first song that Kanye had that was like. Heart or uh, through the wire, maybe? No, no, no off, off that, off what? Uh, uh, heartless, heartless. He's like shit. Kanye or love lockdown, like this, love lockdown. Yeah. That's what it was. Wait, no, he was on that album. No, no, no. Wayne, I'm gonna say no, Lil Wayne was on that the, album. No, but yeah. he said the first time he heard Love Lockdown, he's like, oh shit, I'm gonna do this now. He's like, I gotta get this auto tune machine and start <laughs> doing this. <laughs> What's that? Well, yeah, he was on uh, See You in My Nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, is there any old music that you've been listening to, Sarah? Um. Yeah. Okay. So I was looking some stuff up while you, you, we were talking and i was actually talking about this artist her name is sister rosetta tharp okay. um, she okay. is old 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 school she's accredited with basically starting rock and roll okay, <laughs> like, huh. okay. Um, elvis used to watch her and listen to her what's and, her name uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp. I'm it says she's an American right singer, songwriter, guitarist, and recording audit artist. She attained popularity in the 1930s and 40s with her gospel recordings, characterized by a unique mixture of spiritual lyrics and rhythmic accompaniment, accompaniment that was a precursor of rock and roll. Um, so she's oh. just keeping on the theme of badass women and music awesome. that um, I was going to... I wasn't sure if we were picking an album or a song, and um, yeah, there's one. this old, old song by um, a singer named Barbara Lynn, and she also plays the guitar, too, and her song's called You'll Lose a Good, good Thing, um, which you'll- You the, Lose a Good Thing. Okay, yeah. Barbara yeah, I've never Lynn, heard she's, of her. She's great. Um, I am very much into like old, oldies, um, doo-wop. <laughs> Motown blues like anything like that um, and both of these women are women of color and I think that that's also important to have their representation um, in the music industry and it's also important to give these women props because they played such a big role in um, the music that we listen to today mm -hmm. so Sister Rosetta Tharp Elvis used to love her. <laughs> yeah. And then Barbara Lynn the song that you're gonna listen to or play a little bit it's uh -huh. uh it's one of those good, like, soul, soulful songs. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like, Maybe a karaoke song. Who knows? <laughs> so I'm going to play just a little bit of this You'll Lose a Good Thing by Barbara Lynn because I've never heard this before, and I want to hear it because I'm impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
<clears throat> I love that. She yeah. has kind of a higher register for a woman too on her voice, like it's or not a higher register, deeper. kind of a deeper register. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love it. Love yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Like right off the rip, it almost gave me like because you know how Nina Simone kind of has that dark, mm -hmm. deep quality to her voice. It doesn't sound. I mean, Nina Simone's voice is completely her own, but man. I'm definitely going to be listening to more Barbara Lynn. Yeah. If yeah. you have any more uh, music suggestions like that, go ahead and uh, yeah. send those my way on okay. your old Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I love getting uh, new music suggestions, especially when it's like old soul music mm -hmm. like that. That's my favorite type of music right there. Um, that's a great one. Awesome. Thanks. I love when someone comes on the show with a something older or something new that I've never heard before, and then I look it up, and it's amazing, and now I have new music. So what you're something old is my something new. You're something new. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, that was um, great. Um, thank you. Actually. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. Possibly look into the. She just got saved. And then, as far as <laughs> something, as, so, as far as something new goes, I had there. I didn't even get around to listening to all the ones that I wanted to get around to listening to because so much damn music came Only out. Had this week. one. Um, I had. Th I went with three. No, I think I had four in total. I'm sorry. Um, the ones that I listened to was Danny Brown's "Know What I'm Saying." Um, I'll come back to that though because I know Eman want to talk about that as well. Um, I listened to Sabrina Claudio, Truth Is, um, who, if you know me, you know that I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, she's got a real, like, sultry, sexy R&B voice. R&B voice, I'm sorry. Um, all of her songs are kind of, like, real slow ballad types or, like, kind of melodramatic, like, uh, almost, like, poppy electronic beats in the background, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like a Lena Perez type of thing. Um... But I mean, I just, her voice sounds so good. And especially when she's duetting with someone, like she's got a song on Sir's new album, on that Chasing Summer album. Um, that's just, they just sound so good when they're singing together. So I'm a big fan of hers. She had a little bit of controversy earlier in her career about some old like racist tweets that are something that popped up when she was like 15 or something. But um, I think she's got, she's apologized and is kind of bouncing back from that. And it seems like she's sincere about it. So. I certainly wouldn't want to be held accountable for things I said at 15, but right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then uh, yeah. So I had Sabrina. I had the Danny one, which we'll come back to. Um, another one that Eman will probably want to talk with me as well about is Robert Glasper's new mixtape called "Fuck Your Feelings." I got one you haven't even thought about yet, but I know you're going to talk about it. Oh, sweet! I'm excited. <laughs> um, and I think those. Oh, and then Angel Olsen's "All Mirrors" as well. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with Angel Olsen, she's kind of a singer-songwriter type of uh, performer who I've just always been a really fan, a big fan of her lyrics, and her voice is really good. This this album's a lot different than her old, um, her previous works. It's less rock and roll driven and more like, I don't know, musical and bigger, like bigger sounding songs, I kind of feel like a little bit to me. But um, yeah, and then I guess we'll go back to the Danny Brown and, and Robert Glasper, because I know E-Man listened to both of those as well. What did you think about Danny? One step below Triple X, but I'll put it above Atrocity Exhibition. Okay. See, there's reasons that I like it more than Atrocity, Atrocity Exhibition. I like, less. I like the maturity of Danny Brown yes, right now. I do, I do like the maturity. I like, I like how he's cleaned up a lot. Yeah, Happy Danny is dope. Don't yep. get me wrong. Triple X was just raw, and yep. I, I love that project so much. Yeah. 
Someone posted but, a photo of him like uh, back in his drug addict days. We had the two front teeth m- missing. His hair dope. was all crazy. He was looking all pale and everything. Then they posted a- another picture of what he looks like now. Healthy. And they're like, how did Danny go from this to this? And he commented, it's called method acting, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, you know what? I saw that Instagram comment. <laughs> I just thought about that. I saw that. <laughs> but no, I really, really love this project. I think it's. I love when a rapper gets together with one definitive executive producer that has an idea of the sound that they want to create for this album because then it has a clear, concise for those for the record. Uh, that album's called "You Know What I'm Saying." It's an upside down question mark, right? All one word, and it's yeah. co-produced or co-executive produced by a Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he was really influential in helping Danny early in his career kind of get on. He's always been a super fan of Danny's. And so he executive produced this album, and Danny's just got amazing features on there. Yeah, run the, Mof- he's run the jewels. Yeah, run the jewels. Run the jewels feature though. He's got Blood Orange, which is Dev Hines. You guys hear about me talk about him all the time on the podcast. He's the one that I compare to Prince a lot. Who I don't so even know good. how to pronounce this. Obong J- Jr. I'm not sure either. He got two features. Whoever this is, where's I'm not she? Sure. Obong Jr. And then he's got JPEG Mafia, who is just a really Dropped original, a dope album. ass album earlier this Super year. Dope ass album. Um. I just like I like the way his lyrical content is in this album. It's easily his most co- commercially listenable album. Um, it's not as off the wall or on a on atrocity exhibition. Like if you're not like a head, you probably would didn't even like that album because sometimes he's I'll rapping it. over like it sounds like a Joy Division song and he's basically rapping over like a non beat. <laughs> do, I, I, do I love atrocity exhibition? I do too. I mean, I, love I would it. I put it. I, I like this a little bit better than Atrocity Exhibition, but nothing's topping Triple X yeah. for me with Danny Brown. It's I love early. Danny Brown, but it's too. Danny Brown's been only, been around for a minute, but it's still he still got some more in the Arsenal. So it's also too early for me to like compare those to those albums because I've had way more time to sit with the other. That's albums, very true. So. You know what? Yeah, that that's right. So give me about our year in episode. I'll come back to that, baby. Yeah, and then the other one that I guess we can move over to the Robert Glasper. So we don't spend too much time on him, but Robert Glasper, if you don't know him by now. He's one of my favorite jazz musicians, and there's a couple reasons why. Um, I think he's instrumental in bridging the gap between... Well, I mean, there's always been that correlation to jazz and hip-hop, but he really has done a great job of making sure those two are staying blended in a current way. Um, he's got awesome hip-hop features on here. Um, he's Let's see. Let's just pull it up so I don't butcher my... He's got one uh, the early track. He's got J.I.D. and Buddy. He's got, I mean, not JID, um, Denzel Curry and Buddy. Yeah. Uh, let me just look it up real quick so I don't butcher the rest of them. I love that it's called Fuck Your Feelings, too. And he's got the, the album covers him without a shirt on looking all gangster because that's like completely opposite of who Robert Glasper is. And he jokes with himself all the time about it. But no, yeah. So he's got uh, JID, uh, Jesus, Denzel Curry, um, Balel. He's got Herbie Hancock, YBN nice. Corday, Mick Jenkins, um, Bridget Kelly, Sir. Um, I mean, he's just got like, he's got most deaf on here. It's just a great, great blend of jazz and hip hop. Um, I can't describe how much that guy has like really impacted my life over the last few years. I think he really started, uh, settling in with me when I saw him perform at jazz fest and I was like, all right, this guy's a real deal. But I mean, he's been around forever. He played on uh Mitch education of Lauren Hill by, by Lauren Hill, and I mean, he's been in the game for a minute, but I really, really enjoy that album. I can't wait to listen to it more. Um, and Nick, said, n- Nick is sitting on the remote once <laughs> setting again. Setting our lights down here like <laughs> three hours late. Um, yeah, that's funny. 
But anyways, yeah, so that's what I had for my something new. Is there anything you wanted to add about the Robert Glasper one? Robert Glasper one was dope. I haven't had time to sit with it yet. Like, yep. or finish it. But yeah, it was a girl. It was, like, the songs I heard were great. I only heard, like, maybe, like, five, six songs off of it, though. The one track, dude, I just gotta look, look up who is out on it real quick. Um, which, YBN Corday, Robert Glasper, have no Bilal, time for you to play Hancock. a song. I'm not gonna oh, yeah. play it. All right. And Herbie Hancock, all on the same damn track. I mean, Bilal's voice is insane to me. I've always been a big fan of his. But, um, yeah, go check it out. Sarah, is there any uh, new music you're listening to? Uh, yes. I was just looking it up on my phone, too. Um, well, the the main album that I've been listening to on repeat since it was released, like, towards... I was looking it up on here. Um, it was... The album was just released. Uh, open the door so the lights go back on. <laughs> it's because we had to move. <laughs> Okay, so the album was released September 27th, so a couple weeks ago. It's okay. uh, Billy Strings. It's oh! called Home. He is my boy. I love Billy Strings. Nice. I am going to, his, he's coming to the Majestic in December for two nights and then doing a New Year's run in Grand Rapids. So Home is a wonderful album. It's already made like number one on the Billboard charts for like Bluegrass or yeah. something. And he's young. He's from Michigan too. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, I've been listening to that. There's another album that was released by one of my, uh, so that's bluegrass, right? Yeah, and yeah. then there's a like funk uh, jam band uh, artist that I listen to. They're called the Magic Beans. Okay. Um, they're really fun, yeah. and uh, they just came out with an album called Off Leash in June. Um, so I would check that out. They're always a good time as well. I just, I went out to Colorado this past summer to go to their music festival. That's how much nice. I, I think that they're great. And like, I don't know if you guys know who Ghost Note is. Of course I know. Yeah. We love okay. Motto Neon here. Okay. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ghost Note was at their <laughs> festival. And so they, they've got a lot of, uh, they're just awesome. I love them. Ghost and then, Swagism was my something new last week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Like, awesome. Yeah. And then there's this band called Krungbin. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. It's Dome really never hard heard to of. pronounce. It's like K-H-R-A-U-N-G bin. I don't know. It's Thai. <laughs> it's Thai for airplane. Okay. But they're a trio. Um, and they play very like psychedelic rock. Um, mm. uh, very, uh, they're just really good. And I, they haven't come out with a new album since 2018. Is that's why I was on my phone. I was like trying to look up like when was their last album, and they came out with something back in 2018. Um, so, but they're selling places out. Billy Strings is selling places well, out. I was actually funny that you mentioned Billy Strings because that's not the first time he's been mentioned on our podcast. Oh, um, our well. good buddy Andy Case, who runs a company called Midwestern Gentleman, mm -hmm. is also friends with him he's gone out and interviewed him for a few different things and he was just at that um what the hell was the name of that festival he did in minnesota that andy did the press release for uh, blue ox blue blue ox yeah blue oh, ox okay. i think he was there oh um, yeah he was definitely there yeah uh andy has like nothing but good things to say he's like he's an awesome guy i mean not besides uh, we we know his music but he said he's just an awesome dude to be around and he's done a few interviews for That's his, great. his magazine or he's for got his good website. taste yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he does <laughs> yeah, Andy loves bluegrass so that's what he listens to a lot yeah he's great he's so young too and he's mm -hmm. um, his whole band they're really really talented I see them 
seeing them play with uh, tour with Green Sky Bluegrass. That's yeah. really nice. how I got into them. But uh, for the record, I am not actually friends with Billy Strings. I wish I was. Oh, but. I thought you oh, said yeah. that you were. I was like, he's oh, my yeah. boy. Like, <laughs> I like. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> just on a personal level. Not like, on a personal oh, level. Just hit I, right wish, now, just I wish I could <laughs> <laughs> get with Billy Strings. We could probably arrange life. that for you. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'll holler at Andy for you. <laughs> yeah. I would love a meet and greet to tell him about Grooving for Good. Dude, you know, we, I'm sure. I could probably set that up for you. I really could, I think. Well, I'll, I'll I'll work on it for you this week. Cool. We ha- I got one more something new. Oh yeah, what's because I didn't get say my something. New. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something we you. So are you familiar? Have you were familiar with the show Big Mouth by any chance? Yes, yes. Yeah. Season three just came out last week. Oh, I did not. know They that. just released a soundtrack for all three seasons. Yeah. Oh really? All streaming they services. They have good music. They out there. I know. Music. Yes, the super songs of Big Mouth came oh, out. Oh nice. <laughs> I was wondering. I am what you were such a big up. fan of the. Oh man, I love this show so much. But yeah, it just came out on streaming services. Me and him both crushed season three already. Yeah, oh. I crushed <laughs> season three in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> my, my TV's broken, so I need to watch it on my phone. <laughs> what is your favorite Big Mouth? song the new one the florida one the florida one that's what i said the florida one is the best one, <laughs> the one is fucking hilarious <laughs> anything with my guy town is, is the good. close Maya second Rudolph though so funny on there i've always been a big fan of hers ever since like the early days of bridesmaids yeah yeah you know her mom actually is a famous singer she sings the loving you yeah, is that her? Really? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did not that. know that. Yeah. I feel like isn't her dad someone famous too? Maybe. Probably. That's what we got. Google. Kids. Yeah, we gotta look that yeah. up. <laughs> sure. Um, what was your other something new though? You said. Oh, that, that was one. it. That, that was, was it. Yeah, okay, you already okay. said the other uh, two. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was so much. There was a couple that I didn't even get. Uh, I still we wanted got, to listen to Wilco's new one, and I also uh, wanted to listen. I to I knew City there was one more celebrity death, and it was a big one that I forgot all about, and I'm going to mention it now because I had it queued up. Actress Diane Carroll oh, passed away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, actually, going with our theme, she was the. Uh, damn it! I hit the mic, and Nick's going to kill me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Why you're editing this? But yeah, uh, she was the first middle class black uh, female role. Uh, black female like lead role yeah and on a show called julia in 1968 okay wow uh she passed away this past week uh at Mm -hmm. age 84 she was on that uh the dynasty show she's in a bunch of stuff yeah she was on Grey's anatomy too for a little bit she was wow (laughs) that's crazy Uh, her last emmy nomination was for Grey's anatomy she still looked insanely good at 84 when she passed away too it's crazy yeah 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 yeah, rest in peace man there's too many people dying man i hate it i guess that's the way of the world though huh i mean you living and you die. die every day. Yeah. I saw something on Instagram today. Every day, like, it was like, just remember when you're waking up, taking your first breath this morning, someone at the same time is taking their last. That is very Whoa. depressing. I do not want to read that. I don't like that. No, it was like, so just be grateful and make this day count. Or no, that was like horrible. That. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, I there are different ways to practice gratitude. I see what they said that. <laughs> I see what they're saying, but yeah. they said it in a more like brutal way. Right. It was a little much to see at like five in the morning when I first got up. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I'm trying to actively not check my phone first thing that I when I wake up because someone made like a point on a podcast I was listening to that like really resonated with me. It was like talking about how we just were feeding all this information, like so much information into our face all day with our phones, and then before That's we a big even, mouth episode before we even <laughs> form an original thought in the morning. We're already clicking on our phone and seeing what other people are thinking. Right. It was like, so maybe just not get the phone out right away when you wake up. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who've actually deleted their Facebook app. Mm-hmm. Not their Facebook. Yeah. It's, I've done so that it makes before. it a little bit harder. I think I might need to do that because I'm always checking it for my local life since bands I quit checking stuff. Facebook is exponentially better. 
Yeah. I used to get in so many, especially right now is the best time to do it because you got election season coming up. So oh, would, God. right now is the perfect time to get off Facebook if I were you guys. But anyways, we're starting to run a little Yeah, long, yeah we so. are. So, um, got to start wrapping this bad boy I up. I want to get quickly, though, to the this day in music because it did have to do with Ginger Baker, who passed away this week. Um, it's really fu- it's It's a strange thing that it was. So in 1966 on this day, Cream's drummer Ginger Baker collapsed on stage during a gig at Sussex University in England after playing a 20-minute drum solo. Whoa. <laughs> so I thought that was crazy that we're also we're saying goodbye to Ginger Baker today, and then also he has a, a, a This Day in Music thing, right. event for it today. And then also I thought it was crazy. I had to read this stat because we talked about Kendrick being on the charts for 300 and something weeks, yeah. right? Listen to this fucking shit. In 1988, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon finally left the Billboard Hot's 200 album charts after a record-breaking 741 weeks. Jesus. That album came out in 1973. So it was on the Billboard charts from 1973 until 1988. That's wow. wild. <laughs> That's why they're one of my favorite bands. It's <laughs> an amazing That's, album. That's super nuts to me. Yeah, we were just, that was um, Delia's something old, what was yeah. that, two weeks ago? Who's actually upstairs recording music right now. Shout out to Delia. Uh, 33 years ago today, or yesterday, we talked about this Slayer's Rain and Bro- uh, Blood came oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if you've ever seen the Hippie Digger episode of uh, South Park, go yeah. check that shit out because it's fucking hilarious. They're trying to clear out a music festival, so he just like plugs into Rain the, Blood. the motherboard and plays <laughs> Slayer, and everyone just starts leaving in like a minute. Play Slayer so at a fish show. <laughs> uh, that's a nice... But anyways, well, while I'm pulling oh, up the last one song. One more thing I want to talk about real okay. quick because I just heard on the way here and I thought this was a dope thing yep. that they're having yeah, even though I can't, you know, we can't afford it yet. Next year, uh, they're already in Dubai, by the way. The police already have them in Dubai because, you know, Dubai is rich as hell. Uh, they have, they're bringing hover bikes to the U.S. Wow. Like actually like they- Back to the future style? Yes, back to the future style. They're, but they go about 15, 16 feet in the air and go about 60 miles per hour. Wow. Uh, I think the price tag is coming at 150 grand for them. So out of out of my price range, I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but maybe you know in 10 years when the price goes down, there you go. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about like, dude, I'm scared like accidents and shit happen. Like, what yeah. if you like run into some shit like a building or something like that? Especially like, people on their phones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> um, the your comment about Pink Floyd just reminded me I'm gonna do another shameless plug yeah, for my yeah. event. Um, the Ma Baker boys they just unleashed a couple of Pink Floyd covers at their uh, festival a couple of weeks ago called Groove On Up, um, and they are gonna be playing at my benefit show. So nice. maybe maybe we'll hear some Pink Floyd. Who knows? Um, but yeah, check out our Facebook page, Grooving for Good. Our Instagram, Grooving for Good, and try to come out to our event on October 10th at the Blind Pig. Doors open at eight. And while I'm pulling up our final song of the evening, E-Man, you want to plug our Patreon, bruh? Yes. So if you're uh, on the live stream right now, I actually posted a link for our Patreon, or you can go to patreon.com slash beats and brews official. You guys can, you know, shoot us a little little bit of love there. That would be dope. You know, we love bringing it. We love bringing content to you guys. We love going on every week, but to be honest, shit gets expensive. Mm. So, <laughs> like, so if you can shoot us a little love. We would definitely appreciate that. It all goes right back in the podcast and making everything better for you guys. Some better quality, uh, better content, better yes, beers sir. for sure. 
and yeah. because we're spending our damn money on this all this money all of our money goes into this podcast we're not getting anything out of it yet <laughs> so i will accept you maya monies. rudolph's dad is somebody famous by the way who was he uh oh i'm sorry not dad that was her partner paul oh, her Thomas husband. yeah her husband huh uh richard rudolph who is oh he's an american songwriter musician and publisher okay, okay. he was in a bunch of stuff wonder if she has a good voice she doesn't come out with anything she can she can sing because she does like the show tuny type of type of that's like, true like, like fake singing songs like she does on snl she does it on big mouth sometimes she'll and sing she did sing uh in bridesmaids though. yep yep yeah she can <laughs> her and sing. christine wig yeah yeah but um anyways in honor of ginger baker um we were gonna i'm gonna close it off with a little bit of cream today so um Without further ado, here is Sunshine of Your Love, and we will see you next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. It's getting near dawn. Soon be with you, my love. Give you my dull surprise. I'll be with you, darling, soon. I'll be with you when the stars start falling. I've been waiting so long. Sunshine of your love I'm with you, my love The light shining through on you Yes, I'm with you, my love It's the morning just we two Sunshine of
Been waiting. 